in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to Arthadian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the season four premiere of Arthadian Anthologies. In this season premiere, myself, Jaren, and Oscar will be hinting at what is to come in this new age. Before we get started, I would like to do a little round of introductions for those who haven't met Jaren and Oscar. Jaren, would you kindly go first in your introduction? Will do, Matt. Okay, hey, audience. I am back. Again. Again. <laughs> now, I've, I've definitely become a reoccurring figure here, but yes. happy to do it. So, uh, yeah, my name's Jaren. Good friend of Matt's. Known him for probably about five years now, maybe? Roughly? Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to keep track mm. of when it when it was Come, yeah yeah <laughs> men in college um really got along however um i started playing characters in matt's game mostly known for william soar and a bit of Siron, which you'll be getting a lot of in season four yes yes indeed but uh that is the extent of my contribution for now oscar well well hello back again <laughs> Do <clears throat> uh, you know I'm Oscar? Uh, another good friend of Matt's. Uh, haven't known him as long as Jaren had, but it's been like four years. Yeah, three we, or four we, years. Uh, when we worked together uh, at Splitsville, yeah, a bowling uh-huh. alley. We used to go bowling a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, you do love your bowling there, and then. Oh yes, I do. Um, but um, yeah. but yeah, um, like Jaren, I've uh, accustomed to this game, which I kind of like. Uh, you kind of like? My bad. I love my okay. bad. I, I know it was an advertisement of some sort, okay? <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I had my fair share of um, character creations. Uh, maybe you wouldn't have known, but there's Ulysses. Uh, there's Arcantos. Ulysses was mentioned once in season two. Two, yeah. But yeah. if from our pre-gaming in a way, uh, he was extensive in the storyline beforehand, but yeah. you know, that was my first character creation uh, wasn't the previous, but it's, it's, it's still, um, you know, something in my heart. Mm-hmm. There's Arcantost. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, and now um, I'm trying to go, trying to build him up as well as uh, going for a third character, uh, Jaeger. Yeah. From our um, Elysi- uh, Ele- Electron 5 uh, Entry 100 right there. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that's a, that's a bit about me just, you know, going with the flow, you know, loving. So, so today we have our podcast reborn for a second time. You guys were here for the season three premiere and I wanted to have you both here again for the season four premiere. You guys are technically my, like, you know, main my, mo- my own, my, my, my main chosen. 
you with William and Siron, you with Arkentos, Jaeger. Um, well, technically, Jaeger was Ryan's, and we're kind of trying to Im- implement him in, into in, it in a little bit. In such a way. Bit. In such a way. Yeah. But not fully, because it would be just mainly Arkentos yeah. at this Arkantos point. Arkentos is kind of like your main your main go-to, and... We'll, we'll see. We'll get to. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But first question I want to ask both of you: Being as though the two of you have different amounts of information, Jaren more so since you already have listened to the Arcanto series, and well, you Oscar haven't gotten to listen to what Jaren has witnessed. Yep. But what? What are you both most excited to learn in this next season and campaign? Uh, Jaren, we'll start with you. All right. So two main things for me. First one, this mysterious architect or how Sauron likes to refer him, the benefactor. I like to know a lot more of his motivations, seeing how he makes all of his individual moves. Clearly, it's a grand scale thing. And... Yeah, I don't want to risk giving anything away, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. But he definitely has all these pieces that are moving, and I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. I like the strategy that he's working, and part of me f- trying to figure it out in the moment, because I have two characters that have to interact with him in different ways, mm-hmm. really trying to put it all together for my own sake is definitely something I am enjoy doing. Yeah. And then the second thing, I would say would have to be seeing how the core operates as the new age emerges. Mm. As William Soar, I've always seen um, kind of what it was like prior to the reset happening. It was a completely different take. And as we played as William Soar, I did have some downtime in the Zepilog thing. Now, of course, things changed there, but I want to see how it's like for everyone else when they're playing. Mm-hmm. So that is, th- those are my two biggest things. Okay. Uh, Oscar, well, to me it would be all kind of a kind of a reflection of what Jaren had just said, uh, because the way I see it now, uh, my Arcantos is more of like a foil of Jaren Siron in the fact that where Siron is embracing the change and knowing how you know he's trying to learn the benefactor in, in his every move, uh, Arcantos' view of uh, the architect, as that he he would himself would call it is more of like kind of a good and trying to stave off evil type of thing. Like something that maybe someone who's uh, stuck in the past, because if one would know, Arcantos was in the mainframe for, you know, a long time. A long time. time. <laughs> well, it, to him, it was for, like... To him, it was only like a... Like maybe like a week or something, like maybe yeah. around there. But then in real life, it was like over 100, what, cycles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You went in in cycle 30, came out one uh one cycle 140 yeah so 110 cycles around there give or take so it's more like arcantos would have to um if uh, he loves change he loves things evolution were different in that series if if you did s- certain things differently you wouldn't have come out that far yeah i mean do i regret it eh, probably not it just fit well with the story it, did. it just it's just it sucked like, that it, 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 in a way in a perspective in, in a perspective it did suck that it had to be that long those those the, just certain decisions. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it when we when we talk about the Arcanto series. But uh, um, to just... Uh, yeah. It, and, but just to uh, 
finish the thought, it's more like he's a relic. He uh, has to change in a way. Um, and so seeing him as kind of like a, maybe as a alien, instead of the main character himself, he'll be more of like a, uh, a sage kind of like, what was it? Uh, from Lord of the Rings, uh, Gandalf type of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're like yeah. a, you come in, help them out for like a, a second and, and then just come bounce. Yeah. I did tell them. Uh, so we're recording right after the first episode of the, of the, like the live stream campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told I told the players like, oh yeah, Arcantos is going to be a like a a character that you're going to meet later on. Uh, he is already level twelve, and they're they're all like level two, two to, or three to uh, was it? I think two and three right now. Because uh, I don't know anyone else who's a th- and from then level beyond level three, but yeah. I saw like a couple being level two and one of them being level three. It's like yeah, that's a those are the heydays right there. I remember those times? Mm-hmm. But yeah. as yeah, as you said, yeah, they'll they'll see that. You know, people who are level twelve at least have not like prestige. They'll be important in helping them along the way or yep. impeding them. It yep. Depends. We will, we will see how how it goes. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and listen to the the first entry of the New Age campaign. You can listen to it on on the YouTube channel. There will be a link in the description. Um, but with that, we're going to go on to the next question I have for both of you. Through this entire journey. The, the podcast and, and everything that we've been through since since we kind of started on this. What are some of your favorite moments from the third season? And what do you hope to see happen with those specific moments? Like if there's like anything that might, you know, drive forward through this season four. Jerry. Uh, All right, so... I mean, there's going to be some bias because there's two things I like to reflect on. One of them being Siron, of course. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am deep into it, and I love where his story's going. Yeah. It's been a very difficult... Well, okay, I thought it would be difficult for me to have, like, a more theocratic character. Mm-hmm. I thought that'd be something very difficult for me to, like, act into it, but it's so believable. And, like, it's it's fun getting immersed in that. So when he finally starts building the Republic. Mm-hmm. And he's getting to this point. Making all of these moves, knowing how to appoint people to certain things, coming in contact with the benefactor, and how that influences the entire dawn and dusk too. Seeing all these things intersect. I want to see where that goes. Okay, Very excited about that. But my other one, Kino Joe Lance story. Hmm. I know a good amount about the other regal entities, but Phoenix is one I am more unfamiliar with, which is so strange because Phoenix is one of my favorites because we kind of made it as like a libertarian paradise. Yeah, yeah. So we, I haven't really had this chance to see it explored too much. And I just have a soft spot for Muzo as a character. <laughs> so I want to see where he ends up going and how that might it, clash with uh, Kina. There, yeah, there's some interesting stuff with that. I haven't gotten into like it. There's there's some things in the background that have that have put that on the on like the the back end of my storytelling journey, but but I'm I'm getting that all situated and scheduled out because you know some players don't have a good enough schedule to be able to continue certain things, um, but that is definitely going to be a major part of the New Age campaign, um, and also the the storyline with Kina is. 
I have to play a lot of different characters in that one, and I have to jump between voices. It's not, it's not very fun sometimes. <laughs> uh, but as long as it serves the story, yes. Um, but yeah, Oscar, what about you? Well, what were what were your some some of your favorite moments inside season three, and what, you, what do you want to see come from them? Well, honestly. Uh, and then, yeah, this is not me being biased. Actually, it's it's uh, I would I would say my own, but more like I I think there's one of the story that I liked better. It's Athenian uh, Swords with uh, the Plasmatic Night Saga, mm. and this is um, it. Kind of reminds me of like um, with William, you know, out of action or wherever he's at. Uh, the fact is, is Arcantos himself would have to interact with someone who's related to him, but mm-hmm. hasn't had the chance to and. You know, has that nurturing evolution of a relationship, and see, like maybe he'll see uh, William inside Thanian mm-hmm. in some sort of way, and maybe even beyond something. Uh, you know, something more. Yeah, that that's oh, gosh, that's gonna be a very interesting dynamic uh, because of well, what I what I know, uh, oh. and what I'm, I'm sure what you know, uh, Jaren, uh, and how like Thanian is. Because Thadian is is like I'm I'm planning on Thadian to be a a major major character in this in this entire thing. I mean, mm-hmm. he is helping you to basically acclimate you acclimate know, into the new new era, basically. Yeah, the new age. And and Thadian is also an arc forger, which my Rune Forger Codex entry. If people haven't checked it out yet, it is pretty awesome. Um, that like yeah, arc forging is a unique thing now inside the core and you'll probably get to meet some of Thadian's Thadian's apprentices mm. um Kyver yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> Kyver man <laughs> but yeah um with that Jaren since we haven't gotten into it yet my audience will get to witness an epic and tragic story between your two chosen. We hinted at this in season three during your trilogy as Siron. Uh, without spoiling anything, what can the audience expect from your Reborn in Power series? Expect consequences, to say the very least. We've hinted a lot at the dawn and the dusk and how they eventually have to come together. They have to meet. We'll see who succeeds and who does not. And since I play both of these characters, it's quite the experience because I don't know who I'm rooting for. I never actually know. Like, yeah, William Sore has been like my main person for quite a well, long time. Longest character than... I've ever played. Yeah, long... yeah. And then Siron definitely is like on the newer side, but based on how many sessions we've done, I mean, I've been playing them for like at least six months, right? Mm-hmm. Roughly? I mean, maybe even longer. No, a year. Well, at least, a, yeah, yeah, a la- year, last probably. Year, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, i definitely grown quite fond of him as well. Mm-hmm. So, trying to match that out, I have to, I play Siron as if he needs to, he needs to overtake the Dawn. And William is just trying to figure everything out. He's confused and he's panicked. Mm-hmm. Having to play both sides of that, knowing that they both have to face, is something that's pretty difficult for me to try to do. 
But I think, especially towards the end, I think I really come into my own for yeah. that. Honestly, it is it it is probably going to be the climax of season four. Like, just to put that out there, it, it is a it is an, a very intense storyline, and it's fun because when we were recording them, there was a point in time where Siren was going through a time skip, and we had we basically would re- would record. We would start with William Soar, and then we'd go and switch over to Siron. So you had to literally play them in the same session, but they were like on different sides of like of the core. So it was like you had to switch. Exactly. And- like we would have story arcs, but then sometimes it'd be like, oh, three sessions, Siron, five William Soar. Yeah, it would be like, like we the- would mix it a lot to yeah. make sure each one and, was catching up properly. And each one has like very like it hints at both of both of them at the same time. So you, you're getting kind of both stories also like told on on the other like side, and yeah, it it is it literally paints Eve more as a dichotomy between the two dusk and dawn eras, which is literally where she's at. Yeah, which which is why it's perfect. It it feels like poetry, mm-hmm. like a balance, huh? Yeah. Um, my, my question to you is uh, like another question to you. Um. Right now, we're kind of going through a not recorded section with Siron. This happens before I've like before the the climax of everything goes down, uh, and you're kind of going through a an area that hasn't been explored, and no one truly knows. Without really spoiling anything, what is your take out of what you're witnessing right now? This is something I've always wanted to take a look at, but didn't know how it could fit into the story originally. Mm-hmm. And it's because I never thought I would have a villain character either. Mm-hmm. So being able to go into this realm and actually test my skills, my loyalty. Your willpower. Definitely my willpower, <laughs> but I got that 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. During you, 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 you guys will be able to kind of insinuate about where Siron goes during when when the series comes out. You'll 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 get to see. Um, but Oscar, let's move on to you. Having just finished the first live stream with the new squad of chosen, you've gotten a little glimpse into their personalities. Do you think they have what it takes to? embark on the mission that Arcantos and the others have for them? And if not, at what point do you think they will be ready? Um, it kind of is, not saying a tough question, but it does have a considerable amount of thought into it. Um, kind of their interactions with each other the, is reminiscent of William's uh, squad, High and Mighty, in some sort of way, mm-hmm. where they're... Not seen. I don't think they were as. Uh, I, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. I don't think they're as conflicted as the High and Mighty. Like, because I remember. When, oh, oh, they had some. Jiraiya got shot in the foot. Like for for yeah, I remember <laughs> but, that. No, but I didn't. But I didn't. Yeah. I know. But, but, but you can't blame but him. Also, Navi. Yeah, Navi. Navi remember come. that that was a bit like that you know was, that was that was a tough heads. introduction. Yeah, yeah. That, that was butting heads. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you're right. And then it was kind of Doom Squads where it's their uh, their loyalty within within each other in a way. Um, I could see the dynamic where a couple of them seem to have history, and even though there's no connection on another one, it's just the fact that uh, uh, am I allowed to say their names? Yeah, you can. Oh, you can say like, yeah, names. like and I, I like uh, what was it? Um, Marmaduke. Mm-hmm. Like he he's like like honestly like Will times like ten. At least, and not times a hundred. Like he's that of a charismatic person. Yeah. That uh, it's just it just fits and interweaves the um the whole uh, dynamic of the uh the the team mm-hmm. with uh Sai and the, with, with Sai and and uh, Arak. Arak, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, it's okay if you don't know their names just yet. Yeah. We we just went through the first session. Yeah, so. but I do remember. I think uh, Arak was the the only one that was like kind of like. Okay, that, that's how his name is. Yeah, and then, he's the Reticon, actually. Yeah, the Reticon. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty good models, though. Pretty good models, all three, all four of them. Um, but yeah, from there, if they're ready, though, um, it's not like it's not. I'm not saying I it's understand. Based on, yeah, it's not. And here's the thing: it's not based on level because yeah. obviously, yeah, well, like you know, they're like level two and three, and obviously, yeah. Arcanth is like level twelve. But do you I, think that they have like? Do you think that the personalities would have the mentality to be able to handle what Arcanthos kind of would? went through uh, i gotta be honest uh i know at least not at least i think most one of them and it'd be like the central pillar like i think it'd be like either sin or uh uh marbaduke but even then it's just they obviously they need to have, have a, a minimum requirement a minimum like stable mind uh willpower in order to you know go through with it um, i i think sai is is the only one with the highest will right now yeah she did roll a 24 on her perception on her uh what was it perception remember when she like she, she grabbed fu- buddy she dude. grabbed buddy dude that shit was okay my <laughs> you, bad you gotta you gotta watch the, the, you gotta the have to watch it jaren it's funny uh, it's, it's pretty entertaining but yeah. yeah i'll check it out for sure <laughs> yeah to finish the thought uh yeah, as long as they, if it's at this moment, if at least Sai is able to uh, be like the pillar, the uh, the central support on you know like helping Marma, uh, Marmaduke and the others, then yeah, the, they'll they'll be able to go for it. But again, it, one small chink in that in the armor would just collapse everything. Yeah. So I would assume that, or not assume, I would say that they would probably need a little bit more time to uh, acclimate their achievements and their experience. Mm-hmm. Next week, uh, the 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 prologue to the actual new age. So the the ne- the next episode is coming out next week when this when this episode airs. Um, but you're you're gonna get to see how they all met, how how each of the characters met. Um, mainly Sai, uh, Sai, Arak, and Marmaduke. Yeah. Th- those three. How how they meet, um, and the the story of how it's it's gonna play out, kind of thing. And I'm I'm excited for that because it's it's definitely an interesting it's an interesting take on on things and I don't know how I don't know how this campaign is going to like maneuver through everything so I'm excited because it, even even I don't know exactly what's going to happen that's why I love the impro- like improvising each session because sometimes it just goes in a completely different direction like like how 
like how you're <laughs> see even when things do not go the way they expect it's like it goes the way it needs to yeah mm-hmm. it's you like, know that's true it there's something about the dice sometimes it it just decides today you're gonna have a bad a bad a bad time but it it's gonna work with the story I mean, you you saw it. Oh yeah, I saw it. I went inside uh, inside the mainframe. So I know you you haven't you probably haven't like listened to the mainframe in a while. Um, but with the mainframe, there was there was an episode in there that dove into the the background behind what is kind of going on, right? And it, it had to do with Onzega. And and that whole and that whole situation, um, what do you guys think of that? What is your take on this situation? I know you you have yeah, go ahead, just go ahead, say, say what say what's on your mind, Jaren. <laughs> no, there's only one thing I was predicting that I had correct. Oh, go ahead, say it. It's like his face was just telling it everything. Like just let me let me. Speak I'm pretty now. sure. I'm pretty sure inside the session, I was like, Jaren's gonna be happy. <laughs> At the end, before like we we do our little yeah. thing at yeah. the end. Well, yeah. there was two there was two things that are important to this. One of them being that. Well, okay. First off, the architect definitely has daddy issues. Okay, <laughs> I called that, <laughs> predicted that, and then back when we were just starting the epilogue, mm-hmm. like after the original campaign ended, I did assume that on Zega would somehow make a return in this or would play a bigger role in it. Because when we started talking about this, like, architect, benefactor, it operated in a very similar kind of way, how Onzega can do so. So I thought somehow that would be related into it. But I, So it's nice having that kind of confirmed. Um, Amanda would mm-hmm. always, sorry for calling you out, boo, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boo, yeah. Uh, as if that would uh, deviate uh, your uh, kill. Uh, Amanda thing. would keep saying like on Sega is a big bad. On Sega is a big bad. Even before like before that whole thing, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if she still thinks that. But I mean, it was kind of revelation. It's kind of like a oh, it's like a, a twist. That did you, you see? did you ever think that on Sega was the one? Because remember, remember, Wes would always be like, it wasn't on Sega. Yeah, like I might. She had a hint to it. I was like, I had something to do with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like the twist in itself is also a kind of, kind of a reversal twist where it's like it wasn't actually him, him, but he did collaborate with the one that was the big bad, and so it kind of gives you a new perspective. Like you would think that, oh yeah, like I knew Onzega was the big bad. Like no, mm-hmm. it it actually is someone else. Yeah, someone that uh had the uh, the resources, the audacity to uh uh go through with what they did. And so it kind of misplaced the judgment on Anzega, but it kind of explains why Anzega acts the way he is. Yeah, and also he's technically not full because, you know, he, his pieces were broken apart yeah. by Synchronous and for, and For sent that punishment. Out. For that punishment. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, and, and also I do kind of like the, the dynamic between him and uh, Vicronyx. So yeah. like the, the both being the the children like the primary children. Jaren doesn't like Vicronyx. Oh no, no. Vicronyx. <laughs> no matter who I was or whatever, has always screwed me in some capacity. Oh, must be must must be not. No, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> the sucks, only sucks I to preferred be you. I preferred Vicronyx when it was just like the the library for me to get knowledge and whatnot. That that was the time I tolerated him the most. 
But yeah. out of all the entities, I, I would definitely say Vicronix is my least favorite. Oof. Yeah. Even though I like I liked the world. Not but it's just my interactions with him have not been positive. Bro, he, at least he's better than his father, Synchronous. Synchronous is a whole different breed, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so, I don't have any more questions. But is there any thoughts that you guys want to end on for this podcast reborn? There's a lot of work that goes into not just recording all these sessions, but being able to find ways for everything to intersect, intertwine. There is a lot that must be done to get it to work right. And I've been taking part in, and for this season alone, like 20-something episodes worth of stuff. Yeah. I know Oscar is doing a lot to contribute as well. Not just with like helping with the live streams, but he has his own recordings he's doing too. Matt, you do recordings with quite a few people and you found ways to make all the story stuff make sense. And we, at least the players so far, have become so invested that we really like to like see and guess what's happening next. I know the podcast is start is starting to do this for other people too. We're grateful that you're making this for all of us. So, I do concur. Even and, if, I, and on the yeah. week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Oh, yes. Even, you know, and here's the thing. Even if we don't get to... Sorry, I just lost my train of thought right there. Like I had it. Like, I had it. We, we, like you, don't, you don't get to like experience the thing that, that you want to kind of thing? Or... No, no, I just, I just lost it. I, I think that instruction made me lose my flow. Uh, <laughs> I had it. I had it. Sorry. Uh, no, it's all good. No, but the point I'm getting at is that it's like, we're, we're grateful for all the work that you're putting in. And oh yeah, even if you haven't listened to season one, two, and three, it's not necessary for this, but it provides a good amount of noticeable context mm-hmm. that really helps out. And season three has a good amount of sessions too. You'll get a lot of puzzle pieces if you really dive deep into the previous seasons exactly they're wonderful additions some of them actually will get reveal a lot but it's not entirely necessary but they all play their parts and i think it should all be watched i think season four especially in the way you do a lot of your editing you get the music in you know you have pretty good sound systems to record the stuff too it's definitely i was immersed before but when we do a lot of research especially my personal favorite with uh no taker of the storm plan with the reticon <laughs> and doing the slam that, stuff that, like that was, fun. that was like the most immersive like time i felt in all of it and i still get really close to that feeling whenever we get to play these sessions mm-hmm. so there's a lot of work put into it we give a lot to do so and we appreciate that you all listen but matt i thank you for making it thank you for joining me on this journey yeah i don't regret being your friend Maybe uh, the only thing I regret is I should have been friends with you sooner. <laughs> uh, to me, it's just I ha- I would see that this is kind of like a home, like a second home. Uh, just having the immersive imagination of creation where you can be who you want to be and just create what you want to create. Uh, it kind of has that feeling where it evolves constantly through time. And from there, it shows how you can be in life as well as you know 
changing along with the times. And so uh, with all this content creation, it's just, it creates our own universe, which I hope it does blow up to uh, magne- magnetic proportions. <laughs> and then hopefully it, uh, people would get to know more about this, um, your Athenian anthologies, whether it's the podcast, whether it's Reborn in Power, whether it's any like um, creation of fiction, creation mm-hmm. of literature, and then hopefully it just expands because it's something that um, where I wasn't immersed and I just wanted to help you in the, in the, at first, I kind of felt like, you know, you know what, this is something that I would want to be part of eventually and would want to help continue to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's one of those things like, it's, you know, like my, my favorite genre is science fiction and fantasy combined together, science, sci fantasy, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I don't like the other aspects or you don't have to be a world that. There's no magic, there's no technology, but just immersive storyline there. And, you know, I'm already with that. I just, the connection with between people, I love that. Yeah. And this community is growing, and I hope to see it grow more. And that, well, I, I, I just want to thank you both for joining me on this. Very much so. I mean, this is... This is coming out of my head as much as I can, as much as I can, and I, I want to immerse you guys as much as I can. And I'm glad. I'm glad this is what it is. And I look forward to this new age. Thank you all for listening to this season premiere, and next week will be the first entry of a new squad series. You'll get to listen to the prologue to the live stream campaign. And then, well, listen to the live stream campaign too on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Anthologies. And you can also listen to it on YouTube, Arthadian Anthologies. Uh, that's my channel obviously <laughs> and well let's end it yes shall we so if death comes to any of you out there may you be reborn in power <laughs> <laughs>